0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our inaugural episode. It's so so fresh, we ain't got a name for this shit yet. Uh but it's your boy Fresh One. And
1: I got my dudes, uh, Caitlin and L. Why don't you introduce yourselves? What's happening? It's LB, Lawrence Brooks on here. You know, getting ready to talk that talk. Lawrence ain't never had a fitted cap that he didn't like.
2: flat rim, <laughs> box head ass <laughs> motherfucker, man.
0: I got to respect Lawrence, though, man. Lawrence wasn't, you know, he didn't LeBron it. No airbrushing, no nothing. He was like, you know what? I'm going to just, man, these hats are going to be my lifeline, man. That's what we do. So I fucks with it. I fucks with it. I ain't mad. His hat game is as extensive as a shoe game, so we ready.
1: <laughs> you know, what's funny, though, is this nigga Kayla got on the hat himself right now, but he got four eyes, and he can't tell that I be wearing snapbacks all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So here's how we're going to do this. Uh, We got some shit to talk about. That's why y'all here to listen. So uh, one of the things, and it's been happening a lot. This ain't really nothing new. But the most recent of these versions was the Yale incident in which a person saw a student nodding off (coughs) in their dorm room and they called the police, which is crazy in any situation. Except that the person who called was white, the person who was sleeping in their own dorm room was black, which makes it a lot more obvious and, you know, and real in our current situation. So I wanted to touch on that. There's a few others uh, with, you know,
2: we already know what it is, but, you know, speak on it. Yeah, so the Yale incident is wild. So for anybody who doesn't know, quick background. So a student was a Yale student was found sleeping in the common area in their dorm that they stay in. And at some time in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, the police were called on them by another woman who lived uh, in the dorm, who was also a graduate student. And so the call to the police was, hey, there's someone sleeping in the common area that looks suspicious and probably shouldn't be here. I need y'all to come check it out. Police then came woke up uh, the young woman sleeping in her dorm. And said, hey, who are you? We need some identity need you to provide some identification so we can confirm that you live here. She took them to her dorm room and opened her dorm door with her key they still did not believe that that was enough evidence so then they asked for her ID at which point she pushed back and said why do you need identification Um, they continued to press she handed them identification they studied her ID for 10 minutes this was all recorded on a Facebook live video Um, and you would think these are Yale police Yale campus police you would think that they know how to read a Yale ID for some reason it still took them 10 minutes They came back um, and said that her Yale ID had expired. The number that they were looking at was actually the issue date, not an expiration date. So they made a mistake in how they interpreted her ID. It all ended up deescalating, but the point is a woman was harassed unfairly while being black, essentially. And the woman who called the police on her uh, is a Yale graduate student. This is not her first, but her second time calling the police on uh, a person on Yale's campus. So, the question is, L, is there anything that you can do in this country while black where you don't have to risk being harassed?
1: I don't think there's much. I think I think we need validity to everything we do. I think that a lot of times that's what they want. It's still not enough. So in order for us to just free willingly walk around, you know, be a, be a college student or, you know, order a coffee or, you know, be a panhandler out in New York, I think that we constantly need validation um or you know some type of backing to prove that whatever we're doing is legit or okay and that's and that's the biggest problem is that we can't just do things free willingly like others with different skin tones
0: i think what's what's crazy and i you know i'm not gonna be the originator of this but what i read uh, and not in a specific instance but literally <laughs> It is damn near to the point with the police brutality in this country that calling the police on a black person, guilty or innocent, you know, I mean, I can understand, you know, guilty, you watching somebody something happening going on like right in your face, but standing around anything like that. If you look at what happened to Bob Marley's, I want to say granddaughter, where they were standing in an Airbnb and a neighbor called the police because they didn't trust him or something like that. Mm-hmm. There was the people who called the police on the people having a barbecue in Oakland part first of all the people in oakland are, are dope black people are dope they showed up the next day hella more people would do a bigger barbecue so i thought that was fire but uh uh it's damn near attempted murder at this point because of the ability for a black person to be murdered by a police officer and the heightened uh probability of that you know just due to the person being african American. So. Um, when I, when I read it, it hit me a little bit harder. It's not something that already hasn't been, you know, permeating in my mind. we all been stopped. we all been mm-hmm. in that situation. Mm-hmm. Now there's having to talk and whatnot, but it literally is like that. Like to where if a white person feels uncomfortable by a black person, uh, for any reason, and not just, I don't even want to say just black, um, you know, class, you know, rich and poor, uh, Latinos, um. You know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's. I don't want to say it's 100% our issue. I feel like it's about 85% our issue, but I certainly don't want to act like it's mm-hmm. you know, all black, but it's definitely between black and poor persons of color, man. And if if the only crux is you feeling uncomfortable for you to be able to call and set up a potential situation where someone is dead,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know what I mean? It's. it's crazy times we live in i don't know it's any different than the last 250 years but it's still crazy times
2: and so that's my question that comes out of it right Is like if you look at how a situation like this and you can pick any situation as a case study but look at how the situation unfolds if i'm trying to think about how we solve this solve being how we prevent these incidents from happening what point in the chain makes the most sense to focus our attention right because you can go from the initial uh conversation, which you just teed up Cam, which is like, the point where an individual in this case, a white woman felt threatened, and decided to use a tool at her disposal, which was to call the police, right? That's one piece that we can focus on. And maybe a solution might look like, well, if you are calling the police unnecessarily, you as the person who called the police need to have consequences, she needs to have some consequences for doing that. And so now you identify the problem up front. A second area you might focus is You say once the police arrive, how did the police handle the situation? And so then you can go into a conversation around training. Do you have, you know, better training for your police officers within, in this case, campus police or more broadly within local police on how they deal with a situation, an escalated situation or de-escalated situation? I think what happens is police enter and now things escalate quicker than they should and turn into like you were just talking about death for no reason so you see eric garner eric garner gets approached by police officers off of something that's pretty benign and unimportant okay is that illegal sure but how do you have a conversation around it that doesn't escalate towards you choking a man out and and him dying so you could talk Mm -hmm. about police training you could go another step into it and say well what about the young lady who was the victim in this situation who had the police called on her do you focus on her And tell her to learn how to handle the situation when she's approached by authority to de-escalate the situation right so like every time i see these stories i'm always thinking about like man if this was me or if i had a child and this was my child what advice would i give them throughout that whole chain to make sure that this thing doesn't flip out of control unfortunately in this situation nobody was hurt nobody was arrested and by and large it was okay but like you alluded to man like so many of these situations spiral out of control and people end up dead and it's all for nothing
0: I I think, uh, and you know, we got a lot of show to unpack, but what's what's crazy about what you said is uh, it just makes me think about the system that we live in, right? We all know it's broke. All of us know it's broke. Some people know it's working in their favor, and so they don't have any issues with it, right? It's it's doing what it was designed to do, but if you look at the system, you you mentioned three or four steps in a chain that are all broken, you Mm. know what I'm saying? and so it's I don't want to even say the entire system is fixing I do like the point of figuring out where can we get the best bang for our buck where can we pinpoint the most of our energy to get the most results and what's crazy is I hear police training a lot I sincerely think that if there were any repercussions Mm. right the only police officer that I can think of that I can think of, and I know I'm going to short it, but the only police officer that I can think of that was in some sort of police-involved shooting within the past, let's say, two, three, maybe five years since Darren Wilson, and such, that was, you know, that was really penalized or charged, indicted on murder or indicted on manslaughter was the Black officer who accidentally shot the white woman, and I'm Mm. going to get this wrong, but I think it was in Minnesota. And mm-hmm. I want to say it was a Muslim. It, his name was Mohammed, or I know I'm, I feel like I'm generalized, generalizing, and that's not fair to the person or to a lot of people. But in in, in those same generalities, the only guy I can think of is the black cop who was in a bad circumstance and, and shot the white one, right? And I'm not pardoning him, there's a problem with police, just in general, it doesn't matter the color. But
2: mm-hmm.
0: when you think of, you mentioned Eric Garner selling cigarettes mm-hmm. on the corner, which illegal, was selling CDs okay Michael Brown okay he's a kid you know what I mean Tamir Rice is even worse you know, we can go down the line George Zimmerman's got the same kind of calling the police history as this woman at white or, or as this woman at Yale you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and so if there were repercussions on the officers in these circumstances you would have the ability to think twice because then somebody's setting you up to potentially, you know, lead to your downfall. You can go to jail for making the wrong decision in this circumstance. And so then it's like, yo, why would you call the woman? Why would you call the police on this woman sleeping in the common area? Now I'm angry at you because you don't know what kind of what kind of consequences could have come down on me just if the circumstance went wrong. And so that would be where I would hope that we could get it. But Mm -hmm. I, you know, we're 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 shooting one for a thousand mm-hmm. on cops indicted or charged or stuff with Sandra Bland, you know, and the person down in Sacramento. Uh, like it is just,
2: and that's what's uh, tough, right? Is like, you know, how do you how do you how do you create change in something like that when for the dominant majority of people the system is not broken? That's what you started with, right? Like the system is not broken for in this case. Um, the police force which is predominantly represented by white America which is the predominant majority of people who um, you know make decisions um, you know force legislation whatever it is so, so then the question to me becomes like if we are one for a 1000 on trying to get the police officer indicted what's the root cause of that and how do we get after that and how do we mobilize as a contingent of people whether that's black whether that's Latino whether that's you know, Asian, whether that's us collectively, whether that's um, LGBT community, like, what is it? Like, how do we bind together and have a collective voice to try to push accent on legislation, on public pressure, on media, whatever it is, because like, whatever we're doing today isn't working.
1: Yeah, because I think a big part of that is, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the police departments that this is happening with, I think that it has to be a, become a point to where they're they're punished as a whole because it's a representation of your police department, and if that's making if that's putting a stain on your department and you come out and make these politically correct statements like you know we don't stand for this, this and this isn't how we you know. This is this isn't how we serve the Community um, this that and the other, then okay well now the onus is on you to to pass down a a more harsh penalty because a lot of these police officers are getting away scot-free or they get paid leave which we know what that is that's Mm -hmm. just that's just a fancy word for vacation and they're not even having a situation where they have to they have to pay for the the problem that they just caused so much to what you guys are saying like i think we have to aim higher than oh, we just want to get this, we want to get this officer indicted or we need to get this, this officer um, needs criminal punishment. I think the police department as a totality needs it because it's scary because it used to be at a point to where it was happening in unknown Alabama or unknown um, South Carolina or unknown upstate New York now it's happening in New York City with cell phones out Philadelphia with cell phones out Sacramento with cell phones out Yale with cell phones like we have so much substantial evidence to prove that there's wrongful doing against black people and there's absolutely no repercussion for what's going on so it's like who do we aim who do we aim our energy towards to get these things rectified because it's clearly clearly having to go to the police department isn't working so we need a higher up uh, person to target to try to create change. Because at this point everyone's just feeling helpless. It's almost feeling like as black people we have to be on eggshells, we have to be right, we have to be on our P and the Q's at all times just to avoid confrontation. And that's scary.
0: Yeah, man. It's a. we already
1: know it's, a, it's an
0: incredibly, you know, folded answer in it. Uh let us know what y'all think. Uh for sure. You know, this ain't no new conversation, but any and all you know conversation is a good one especially amongst us coming together to do this
2: Everything I do, and everything I say, and they love the way I've and
0: just the way I'm moving, every single way. and They love the way i am talking, everything I do, and everything I say, and they love the way i am proven, just the way I'm moving, every single way. Hold up, hold up, yo, hey, shout out to my competition. Who the fuck I'm kiddin', ain't nobody fuckin' I'm yeah. Z-Town where I rest uh-huh. at, Green Dad be the best at yeah. Everything these niggas like. just put next to this hashtag i hey, I'm so tired of these niggas, uh-huh. my new whip just two seats yes. So it's just me and my nigga. Hey, All bad bitch that don't speak, So don't step to that in my neve, cause uh-huh. she ain't sweating you niggas nope. All she want is this green man, aka that nigga A-hoo. Yeah, green be about his figures, uh-huh. yeah I be off that bullshit My name Green, go figure, That's right. so I ain't about that bullshit hey, About bad bras in my uh-huh. 20 bottles, no less than. Uh-huh. Later on, undressing, yeah. it's going down, no guessing. Hey, green lights to party. Yeah. Your boy sweating on Molly's. She gon' work, then I'm gon' work. Watch her twerk, good golly. Hold up, she move like she got it do it. So it's only right, I put my it's all into it. Hold they life. love the way I yeah. Everything I do and everything I say. Yeah. Talking, everything I do and everything I say they love the way I just the way I every single way And, and I say mirror, mirror, yeah. tell me who's the fairest you know, She tells me it's my heiress and I say fucking right There's a few around the city that say better I fuck them right And no I ain't superman but being broke my kryptonite I'm in that penthouse with that W with My feet up is my crib tonight Why y'all hatin' on my flow, nigga? Can't even get on my flow, nigga! You need a sniper to kill my vibe, nigga! Please don't bother me, wrist still on Ivy League Got a brown chick with some print tones Put a dog mouth in my skin, nigga And if I ask her, she wear a skin tone And do it all over again, nigga! She loves it down there Thousand dollar loungewear Pools in the bedroom My sofa's like a beach chair Floating on the waves Matador to bullshit Fresh one and green on Fucking D on We close our D on About to turn the TV on. We on. Moving on to the next joint, um, I know the conversation around legalizing marijuana has been huge. Uh, recently, the, and I'm gonna forget her name, uh, Cynthia Nixon is her name, who is running for the governor of New York. She Miranda on Sex in the City, uh, if you remember her on that show. She recently came out and, and granted, people are slicing her up for her word choice, but she basically came out and said, that with all of the profits and all of the push for legalization of marijuana, um, alongside all of the harm it did to the African-American community when it was not legalized, all of the people in jail, all of the people uh, who were disadvantaged due to a lot of men in jail, so the missing fathers in the hood, unable to work, so on. Um,
2: so, yeah, man, this thing is whack, right? You got a country and a system hundreds of years penalizing people for doing an activity that one day they decided to change their stance on said activity and now a group of people who have been locked up incarcerated lives have been impacted are still serving time for what now a group of people are able to make profit Uh, Off of an industry that people are able to make profit off of. So, I'm conflicted on 1 on 1 side. I feel like I understand the value of laws. I understand the value of rules. I understand the value of trying to keep society. I don't know. Moving in the right direction, uh, having values, you know, all that good stuff, which would lead you to making certain things illegal. So, I understand the value of making something like selling drugs and distributing drugs illegal. But if and when we as a society decide decide to evolve, I feel like we need to then revisit the lives that have been impacted before a decision to pivot. So, like in this case, it only makes sense to me that we need to um, uh, what's the word called when you let people out?
0: Um, reduce conviction. You can
2: expunge yeah, that record. Yeah, but like, damn, uh, there's a term for it. Anyways, okay. If I had actually prepared for the podcast, Sorry. I would have known my I would <laughs> Yeah, uh damn, what is it? Uh uh anyway. I feel like we need to uh we need to let everybody out of jail is what I'm trying to say. We got
0: you. (laughs) (laughs) That was very intellectual. We need need
2: to let everybody free everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna free everybody. Uh but no man, if you locked a kid up who was sixteen for selling, you know, some dime bags of weed and this kid served eight years of their fifteen year sentence. And now you turn around and there's a 55-year-old white man who just got a license for a dispensary and he's out out about to make millions of dollars in the next couple of years off of distributing the same product that this kid is locked up for. I don't see how you can make a case that these people need to remain in jail.
0: Uh, I'm with you, I'm with you. Uh, And I feel like it's even more complex. I definitely like at the minimum, everybody should be out at the minimum, especially for like misdemeanor. Like if you're doing you know if you're moving leon let you know who was it nate newton in the mouth of keys of marijuana <laughs> or whatever okay cool i get you man you can't be pablo you know what i mean i get it but these guys is in there on i mean some people are on you know third strikes uh for 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 minor offenses all three drugs you know but what cam, I mean? What but cam
2: my you? thing is why so what if you was moving pablo levels a week people were doing it back in prohibition era 1920s, right? And now, and now we celebrate entire industries off of moving alcohol. So, the law at a given moment in time is relatively arbitrary.
0: I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying is I, I think there is 90% of these people that should be let out. And I, I don't even know what the other 10% is. I just don't want to be like, yo. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think at the minimum, these guys should be walking. And I'm more interested in issue of the industry itself one the disparaging numbers between um the income going to caucasian and and, you know white male business owners versus minority owned businesses and that money not getting back to anything that has to do with um people of color who have been dis- disadvantaged based on you know previous circumstances previous laws right so it's not going into the education system it's not it's you know what i mean it's not permeating its way where it needs to go right and so i think that's more where I'm, I'm interested on it i do like what san francisco i know Seattle's the most recent there's probably a couple other cities that i'm behind on that have already agreed whether they're fucking free or not i'm not sure but i've agreed to start the process of releasing these individuals and getting them out of jail on these terrible you know previous camps you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i'm i'm with that but i'm really really interested in the issue of okay now we're making billions to where both uh, Colorado and Washington, I wanna say they set a maximum cap on the amount of tax they can bring in and they both hit it in the first year and haven't stopped hitting it since. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that money being able to permeate down into the communities in which it wants disadvantaged, I. You know, I'm greatly interested in seeing that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% behind that. I don't know how. Mm. I don't know. I don't want it to just say, hey, well, we need to dump it in the schools because that's where these kids go. No, they need to come up with something that better evens the playing field that at which when, the, when it was a war on drugs and whatnot, they weren't worried about the, the playing field becoming so uneven. Right, mm-hmm. and so better rectifying that situation, better rectifying the war on drugs, the the big marijuana boom, the super predators, and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that time frame set a lot of people back, as well as the other times, pro slavery, whatever. But that time frame in specific is now being benefited on, uh, you know, especially by 99 percent white male owned marijuana businesses. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm very interested in that side of that issue, you and know, hopefully i good that. I mean, that's
1: what it but basically comes down to the American dollar. That's why. I thought. I mean, it started out, you know, with you know, them letting a, a couple of states go and that's basically the test run. but after they've seen the profit you can make off of it, the dispensaries that are thriving, you know, um, just the amount of money that is that revolves around weed, cannabis, whatever you want to call it. Now it's now it's to the point where it's like we should legalize it because look at all the money we can make, not because of look at the health benefits or look at what it can do for other people it's more so about the money and I mean I, I agree to so you got this point earlier about getting everyone out um, yeah anybody who's in jail for a weed charge should be out of jail right now like there should be one, yes. there should be no one in jail that has you know weed on their record at all distributing um, possessing um, using it doesn't matter I so but practically
2: it. speaking what are the barriers to getting that done? right because we know that like a lot of people feel that way but we probably know that's not going to be the reality like why not what's what's preventing that from happening
0: I, I think i mean even even i get the impact of just opening the doors to the prison house and letting a bunch of people walk out at once right i understand that i'm not with that but i also think that somebody there's a billion dollars out there it's billions and billions of dollars I don't even want to say that right why can't we use that money to set up some things to be able to help these people transition back to where they you know had a chance to be and you know if they wouldn't have had eight ten twelve five one year of their life derailed right and so that is an obvious place where some of the money can go right i don't know exactly how i'm not even gonna you know begin to understand the the. Clinical psychology that goes into transitioning a person back to a state of comfort in society, but I understand it would take money, mm-hmm. and I know that the 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 system is not in place to do it as of yet. And they certainly shouldn't be dragging their feet to get these people out, right? They're not dragging their feet to collect money, and so of the um, game. I mean, that's that's a that's an obvious place. To start. That's an obvious place to start, as well as others. You know, as, you know kids who are not just kids who were impacted but like you know kids just in general were impacted by the losses of fathers especially the, the
2: community of color mm-hmm. and so um, figuring that out I just wonder because like we know we got the private industrial prison complex like mm-hmm. to your point th- there's money that could be used to, to uh, support people getting out of jail but equally if not more important to me is like you're gonna have people, big lobbies, that push back on removing people from jail because there's literally profit, there's money to be made off of their bodies being incarcerated in a prison. Mm, so how is you, right? So how do you defeat that lobby? And I'll be the first to say I don't even understand how the financial model of the private prison system works. I don't understand who's paying to have a black body or a body in general in jail. Um, you know, but that's a big force.
0: I had a I had a professor at Washington State University, David Leonard, you know, college team whatever, right? He we took a whole class on the prison industrial complex, mm. and it's it's really, first of all, we're talking about some things that we ain't breaking down, you know what I mean? In a in a fifteen minute podcast, which is, <laughs> I'm glad we're starting a conversation, right? But when you look at companies, for example, Victoria's Secret, who the garments that we're purchasing are made in prison. Not all of them, some of them, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm. Or how many call centers uh, are using prisoners to be able to, you know, as a, as a cheap labor source as well as many, many companies. There was a thing recently uh, that showed people who were invested in private prisons, one of them you know, messed around and said something bad in the media and so, you know, people attacked them and showed a list of people who were invested private prisons or whatever and don't support these companies and you saw that people started to pull out or whatever but I think
2: wait a minute you, you telling me when I call Amazon and be like yo my package is late I'm talking to a convict
1: I
0: don't want to say Amazon because I don't want to say any company right off the top of my head because who knows what kind of sales we're about to, <laughs> we're about to impact I'm about right? to say good what's
2: good man I want to know what's good man how you doing happening? on the inside the ice ice think about, cool, think about it
0: <laughs> what, what's, worse, what's worse is they literally don't have to pay them. They don't have to pay them. What they do pay them is money on their commissary. And what that money on their commissary is not $15 minimum wage. You know what I'm saying? It's not even $15 a day. You got to work a week and a half to buy a Snickers. You get what I'm saying? And so this, the the issue itself is humongous and, and would take a long time to unpack. Where I think would be a good place to start is awareness, Right i think if and it's going to take a voice bigger than mine but if we can start to really point out yo these people make money off private prisons this is what it does to the prisoners how they benefit which is no way and then how the company benefits which is you know immense you know what i'm saying and really making people aware of our prison system um i thought obama did a really dope thing in saying hey you know the government we're not gonna be you know investing or, or, or using any private prisons after a certain amount of time, or whatever he started to roll out, shut down. I don't want to say 10 immediately or something, there's like 12 open because the contracts are still up. But after that contract, they're not going to reopen. I don't know that the new person in the White House won't, you know, keep it going after. But you know, I thought that was a good step. I think people are starting to be a little bit more aware of you know not just our terrible justice system in general but just the specific prison industrial complex portion of it so you know awareness would be a good start i'm not even close to being able to, to speak enough on it and i took a whole class on it. you get what i'm saying so we got to we got a way to go but you got to learn you got to learn you don't know who you're talking you might you might think you're talking to old boy and Pakistan on the phone, and he's really in Angola in Louisiana. You don't know. Just <laughs> figure out who to support, who not to support. And, no, and no dis,
2: no disrespect to Louisiana, by the way. Shout know to
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But that prison is one of the worst in the country. Uh, you know what I mean? Is what it is. I think we we got to begin. We got to begin getting smarter about the issues that are affecting us. and speaking on it and acting on it, right? Yeah. Why do, we eat? Why do we keep eating at Waffle House? I saw somebody post that on Twitter the other day because, you know, we, things are not great. I love Waffle House, by the way. Hold up. I love Waffle House. Shots to Waffle House. Waffle House uh, is all right,
1: man.
0: I love Waffle House, man. As a late night, I'm trying to eat a waffle. But bad things keep happening to people of color at Waffle House. And I've never heard Waffle House say anything. You know what I'm saying? And so we got to we got to kind of figure out where we're putting our time, our effort, and our dollar and and see if we can, you know, ignite some change. Yeah, but I also
1: think that a lot of people are are just infatuated with the fact that marijuana is being legalized. I think that the flip side of that is what's getting lost in the shuffle, and one of the things I see with a lot of these movements, quote-unquote is that they're being popularized. So imagine if like, so for instance, Oprah Winfrey came out and said she smoked weed. Imagine if she was behind this, this whole, you know, get everyone out that doesn't deserve to be in situation or Snoop Dogg, like he's, everyone knows he's the face of smoking weed. Like imagine if, if you got two prominent people of their stature mm. to get behind a, a cause like this I think that would get it pushing it and put uh, a full steam ahead because right now I think you got people who are working on it or people who are, are big advocates for uh, trying to you know, make this situation um, better for others, but it's it doesn't have the backing. And like you said, you know, with our, our voices being so small at the moment, of course we can't get it moving, but mm-hmm. imagine if they had a press conference and they came together and they worked out it instead of, you know, I think the nation is just infatuated with the fact that it's legalized and we don't have to worry about hiding it anymore. We don't have to worry about, you know, not being able to smoke in public anymore. Like you could walk down the street smoking weed. And I think that we're still in the honeymoon phase of honeymoon stage of that as opposed to focusing on okay well now look who how many people are affected because there's people walking around prison who are in who are incarcerated for something that's been legalized Mm -hmm. so obviously you can't let everybody go at one time but how long does the process take and who needs to make those steps or, or how long does this process need to be in order for us to get changed. Man, I'm trying to let
2: everybody out at the same time. Just like, uh, re- that's just that's like, that's like that's recess. Let them out cool, now. You, right. you finish your 15 minutes, you can sprint to the basketball.
1: Right. Court, you just line up them applicants and put everybody's application on the table. When they get to the front, like the DMV. You get up you show your identification, or in their case, their penal code or whatever it is, and you just run it down. Okay, you look like you're good. This was your... This was your infraction? You're good.
0: Next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the more I was sitting here, the more I was sitting here saying, ah, we can't let everybody out of what was In the back of my head, I'm like, nah, fuck that. They shouldn't be there. I'm like, no, <laughs> All of, fuck it, I, you know what I mean? Like, nah, he got to stay here for 15 days longer because we haven't figured out how to, If he doesn't deserve to be in there, he shouldn't be in there. I, who am I to say something about somebody's freedom? So yeah, I, even I got a chance over. Yeah, it's that. crazy.
1: It's, it's, it's legalizing by the time. But imagine, imagine how many people are going to still be in jail by the time it's legalized nationally. There's yeah. people trickling out of jail at the age of 58, and they went in when they were 17 for something that
2: was minor. I mean, if you yeah. went in for that long, you might have had a firearm what you. I mean, I'm just being, I'm being extra. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, if they don't got no representation to help them get out.
1: Okay. then then the, the system is just going to drag yeah. the case anyway cause Yeah.
0: not really work that out. I mean, I, I don't want to belabor this thing, but that's what the other thing I was thinking is when you were mentioning Oprah uh, or whoever it may be, even Barack Obama got pictures, you know, smoking and whatnot, but there's so many fucking issues. It's crazy because I'm thinking like, oh, if we had a face or something to kind of go out and be this issue, what's crazy is I was thinking about how people are doing good. People are trying to make change, for example, like Hove and some others, Meek Mill and whatnot on the bail system right now. And you know, we love Queen B, but Queen B trying to do things to keep black colleges open and vibrant and, and more as a first choice and whatnot. Like people are actually doing things about issues period. And and it's it's crazy that this place is so fucked up. <laughs> we can't even, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, focus on issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm looking at these 10, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Can't get to it all in one time.